1: Two pros at a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox with you here. Coming up on this Thursday edition, yeah, that's right, no Brady Quinn. You want to know why? forgot my birthday yet again, and it resulted in a suspension indefinitely. You don't think so? Take a listen. Plus, Aaron Rodgers and Brian Gutekunst, they are not on good terms. We've now got the proof. We've also got the very latest on the NFL kickoff rule change and how Roger Goodell played a major role in that change. We're going to get into the Deshaun Watson discussion. What is his future? in the NFL and how bad could that contract look. We've got another edition of In Case You Missed It. We've got you in or you out. And last call as we look ahead to the NBA Finals in Game 1, tipping off later on tonight. It's two pros and a cup of joe on a Thursday next year. Fox Sports Radio.
0: Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
1: Bro, Come on, Sticks. It's two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. Levar Arrington, Jonas Knox, with you here. No Brady Quinn. Day one of his suspension for forgetting my birthday for the umpteenth teen, uh, day, a year in a row. So this is the way this works. You make mistakes. Yeah, you got to deal with the repercussions. That's what happens here.
3: Jim, I said happy birthday to you. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: Listen, we don't make happy the birthday. rules. Happy here.
3: belated, my guy. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I
1: appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, listen, uh, anybody? How old?
3: Here? How old? Thirty-three.
1: Um, 22. Nice. Yeah. Just keep getting younger. Yeah, no doubt. I won't be able
3: to. Good drink. for you. Yeah, pretty soon here.
1: So, uh, but yeah, it was uh, was a fun little uh, get together yesterday, and Brady Quinn forgot about it, of course. So this is uh, par for the course, and away we go here on a Thursday edition of this extravaganza. Which, by the way, Lavar Arrington, we are going to take everybody up to until 9 a.m. Eastern time, six o'clock Pacific, and we do it all live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over. 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So I think we may have identified the latest worst breakup in the NFL because right when you think everybody's moved on, everybody's gone their separate ways, and we've all decided you know it's best for all parties involved to focus on the future. Apparently, the Aaron Rodgers departure in Green Bay – Was not exactly the smoothest transition, not only this past offseason, but even a couple of years before that. This, according to a new article that came out yesterday via Matt Schneidman of The Athletic, which talked about how things sort of started to go uh, awry when the Jordan Love decision and the decision to draft Jordan Love was made by the Green Bay Packers, But then there was this little gem that was put together uh, by The Athletic that said, according to a source associated with the team who was granted anonymity to candidly discuss the sensitive dynamics between the front office and the star quarterback Aaron Rodgers, early in the 2021 offseason, David Dunn, Rodgers' agent, called Packers president Mark Murphy with a request. Fire GM Brian Gutekunst or trade Aaron Rodgers Murphy did neither months later news broke that Rodgers wanted out of Green Bay but the Packers held firm when asked about the demand last week Rodgers deferred to his agent who did not reply to the athletics request for comment now it should be noted that there are other comments from Aaron Rodgers in this article they spoke directly to him So if you're speaking directly to a guy that you're writing an article about and he's giving you quotes and a lot of this stuff that we can get into throughout the course of the show because it's a long read and a lot of stuff from Aaron Rodgers there, the fact that he'll give you all the other stuff, but when you ask him, hey, is it true you wanted your GM fired? And he said, hey, talk to my agent about that one. LeVar Arrington, I'm not a mind reader, but that speaks to me like, yes, he did inquire about Brian Gutekunst getting clipped that's what that see, that's what that says to me there
3: i mean i wouldn't be shocked about that uh, it, it just seemed that like it was a adversarial relationship um for some time and and again when he torched him when he came in before he got that that last mvp um and that that pre what pre-season uh pre pre-camp uh press conference that he did before the Nicholas Cage entry after the first
1: Uh, uh, it was after the first OTA practice
3: right I mean I mean you knew there was something that was was wrong behind the scenes and you knew that it was a power struggle now the question becomes does does a quarterback in a in an organization that does not have a ownership structure, it doesn't have an owner. It it, it has, you know, uh, a board and and stuff like that. Like the the community owns the the team. When you have that type of a power struggle taking place, what seems to happen? Uh, and it just seems like an Icarus conversation. And, and it didn't matter how well Aaron Rodgers did. It's almost like Aaron Rodgers would have had to have been a an MVP, a league MVP every year to keep the momentum of how he was handling things in Green Bay. Think about it. The first moment he doesn't have a good season, what happens? Now they're okay with letting him go. You know, he wanted to leave the year before you know and q isn't here to defend himself so i'm going to take full advantage yeah, of it there you go. um you know he was even on on the show talking about it's a it's a lock that that you know aaron rodgers is not coming back and that was the year he won the super he won he didn't win the super Bowl, he won that last league mvp and everybody thought that he was going to be gone that season and he ended up coming back for one more But with that being said, he didn't have a good year. The team didn't have a good year, and then he's out of there. So to me, I think that this was handwriting on the wall. I really don't even find it to be polarizing really anymore. I don't. I don't find it to be super shocking. Like I didn't have when I saw the notes. I didn't have to pick my face up off of the floor. Like ooh, juicy. Like he was trying to get rid of Gudikootz. Like nah. It's like come on they're trying to get rid of me. You know, I always say one of the most perfect sayings even though it's very vulgar is is if it's f me, then it's f you. Like and and clearly at some point somebody that was making making decisions and and now it seems like it's likely that it was the GM Gunacon Kuntz, um that it was f Aaron Rodgers. And I'm sure Aaron Rodgers is like, OK, well, if it's F me, then it's F you. And and, and it's kind of that's human nature. I don't think that's anything outside of par for the course. And I don't think that anyone should be surprised that it was a soured, spoiled relationship. Now, what I will say is most interesting is that he didn't that he didn't meet that uh, those that that question, that inquiry head on. Especially now that you're not in Green Bay, you know I don't know when they asked him that question. Was that recent, Jones? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's recent.
1: Yeah, within the last. It was either this week or last week. That's when they talked to him about this deal. This uh, and
3: and you know situation. maybe maybe the idea of it is is I'm no longer a Green Bay Packer. There's no reason to take any shots at them anymore. You know, depending on we don't know what's going to happen in New York, right? So there's no reason to throw jabs and throw darts now that you're gone because you're going to go back to Green Bay. Like you're going back one way or the other. Not not as an active player, I would doubt, but you're going to go back as as a hero and probably the greatest player to ever play for that that franchise. So there's no real reason for you to continue to take aim at green bay now that you're with a different team you let time and and you let you know those things heal so that by the time you're done with your career you can return and people people are more willing to look at your body of work than what the fallout was when you left
1: yeah it's it does feel like, because Brian Gudekunst has defended himself, obviously there was the whole FaceTime thing that was going on, uh, him saying, well, you, if you want to get a hold of me, you got to go through FaceTime. If you want to get a hold of me, I got one bar at my house, because apparently Aaron Rodgers lives in a teepee or something like that. I don't know. You, you said the same thing, that you got to FaceTime uh, certain people in order to get communication going at the house that he lives in in, in California. And so you had this back and forth about, well, did you try and get a hold of him? Did you not try and get a hold of him? Gutekunst said he did. Rogers spoke about that and said, well, that's a little bit of a cop out. You know, it wasn't like we had set plans. I, there's just sort of this finger pointing, he said, he said situation between the two sides, and it all and just nobody
3: comes, wanted it to work out, John. Right, right. I mean, that's just start there. Like that's nobody wanted it to work out where Aaron Rodgers would stay in Green Bay. So regardless whoever whoever was saying what and did doing what and saying who neither one of them was at the place of where they wanted the other one in the same place that they were in so that's i mean that's just reality that's reality
1: and it does feel like this is something it's like that in a relationship everybody goes through this where there's a certain fight that you just don't get over one side can't get over the fight and they bring it up every single time there's an issue every single time there's some friction every th- single time something pops up
3: yeah okay. it always
1: goes back to that same
3: fight you're okay you sound like you are talking about something else no i'm good we good yeah i'm good we're all okay, good. good here cool. all right perfect so uh why did it um, just, just sounded like something may have happened you know there's something you had going
1: on no no i'm good
3: oh okay i, I was just
1: making sure you Now know, has the, that we're, happened we're in boys. the past absolutely I mean, uh, listen, anybody hearing this right now, you know what I'm talking about. There are times where no matter what you do, no matter how much time has passed, they always go back to the same old issue. The same thing pops up. And this feels like Aaron Rodgers never got over the fact that they drafted Jordan Love. He talked about that. He talked about what his mindset was when it happened. And any single time something flared up, that was going to be the root of the issue. And that's what it was. And it just, the dynamic completely changed. The clock got started on Aaron Rodgers' departure in Green Bay at that time. And he just happened to go out and throw an FU with two middle fingers in the air to them and have two MVP seasons. And to your point, the second he slipped even a little bit and it wasn't like he was bad last year. He was not MVP level, but it wasn't like he was bad. That was all the room the Packers needed to decide. You know what? I think we're going to go in a different direction.
3: Done. It's
1: just, like, Done. <laughs> it's just funny how this whole thing has played out. It's funny to see how two guys just cannot seem to figure out any sort of dynamic to their relationship to try and make it work for the betterment of the team or the organization. And for the people listening in Wisconsin right now, and we're on there, uh, you know, the first hour of the show is aired in Wisconsin statewide. Man, oh man, this story. I don't know if this is worse than the Brett Favre departure because that felt like, well, now he's going to go to the Jets and then he's going to the Vikings. The Rogers stuff felt like it was a two to three year buildup Towards what was always going to be the conclusion, somebody not being able to get over what happened in the past—that's what it felt yeah. like.
3: Yeah, I so, mean, I think the the Brett Favre was worse because it was just it almost turned into it. It wasn't almost. It turned into like a tabloid, like a tabloid beef. Like it was just it was just on some different type of action, man. With with Brett, like the way the way that played out you know and and it was i'll say there was well i think because it drug out so publicly for so long with Brett Favre i don't feel like it was as long like nasty in in the media as it was with Brett Favre with Aaron Rodgers i think it was like very you know kind of both sides were much more strategic in how they approached their beef And I think it was because they had the blueprint of Brett Favre, both sides. Aaron had it, and Aaron was there with Brett Favre and saw it take place. And you're not going to make the same – I mean, Aaron's too smart to make the same mistakes as as Brett in in his departure. And Green Bay saw it, and they didn't want to make the same mistakes as an organization as well. So, I, I think Brett's was probably worse in terms of how it played out. Um. But make no mistake about it, when you're the best football player, and at that point in time, you got to say Brett Favre was the best football player that had ever played for the Green Bay Packers. I know people will throw, uh, what, Bart out there or whatever, but I think that Brett Favre had earned the, the title of probably, I mean, if not the best, he was definitely in the conversation of it, um, leaving the team. That's that's always going to be dramatic that's dramatic for a fan base. That's dramatic for, for the league. It's dramatic because of how much that person represents to that that organization and to that community. And you have the same thing playing out with Aaron Rodgers. But I think Aaron Rodgers did – I think he did a much better job of explaining himself and giving reasoning and almost to the point and almost to the effect of where you're looking at Green Bay like, yo, what what is wrong with y'all? Like, why are y'all doing this?
1: Oh, and, and also, when you mentioned that practice where he came out and aired the organization out, basically just stepped up to the podium and, and took out a flame. Flamed grower. them. Yeah, just the, flame, flamed the, them. The entire organization. Yeah. So after he did that um, – like you know they they tried to extend a little bit of an olive branch the the article from the athletic points out to where they traded for Randall Cobb to try and smooth things over, and so Rogers had always planned to come back. He said he was never planning to to hold out or anything like that, and it almost felt like and and I could be reading too much into this. It was almost like he part of the reason he came back was yes because he was under contract that he wasn't going to get fined by the team. But that he was planning on flaming them the first opportunity he got. Because the way he eviscerated them sounded like somebody who had had bullet points in his mind of things <laughs> he's going to get off his chest the second there's a mic in front of him. And then what's funny about it is in this article, they talk about how Rogers pointed out the communication and the communication issues. And it says, according to Rogers, the communication between him and Brian Gudekunst improved somewhat, but, quote, it still wasn't anywhere near what I've already enjoyed here with the Jets in just a few short weeks. So just to point that out and and kind of stick a you know stick the landing on Rodgers' issues with the communication with Brian Gutekunst and the Packers uh, to point out that he, he's been with the Jets for about an hour and a half and it's already better than anything he dealt with in Green Bay. So there's the fun stuff when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, your guy A rodge
3: Hey man, he's in New York. If he makes it work with his old ass in New York. It, it's going to get pretty. It's going to get pretty interesting for him. Ah, uh, it's funny, man. It's a great. It's a great market <laughs> to be Aaron Rodgers in, and it would be an a, a even greater market if he brought winning to to that team yeah. in particular. I mean, it, it. He's going to run it, and it only. It will only take one season for that to happen. Think about that. It's taken a whole entire career for him to get to the point of where he would be an untouchable. And seemingly, in in Green Bay, but bringing that reputation to New York City, and and for Gang Green, who has been they have had a very loyal fan base, a very intense and passionate fan base. If Aaron Rodgers brings that to to that franchise and to that community, bruh, I don't. one, two seasons and going to the Super Bowl or one, two seasons. If they won the Super Bowl, he'd oh only God. need one, two seasons. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. It, and, it, and in fact, I'm not even like, you know, I just said he might. he's going back to Green Bay. I ain't going back. If it was F me, then it's F you. So I'm not going back. Forget Green Bay. I, also, I know I had my Hall of Fame career at Green Bay, but I got a Super Bowl with with goddamn gangrene. Go New York! I ain't leaving New York, New York City. Please don't, don't mean tonight. Like I'm New York City all the way, Broadway, Broadway, Aaron. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Yeah, it's over.
1: It's uh, and you know what I've also noticed about this, and this could be I may be giving Rogers too much of a sinister approach to this whole breakup between him and the Packers. It does feel like though, the way he's talking, he's making it evident. There's a reason. And he's doing it to Packers fans who are listening in Wisconsin, understand what's happening. Aaron Rodgers is pointing out the fact that the reason I'm not here is still there. And so if things don't work this year for you, but they work for me in New York, you got to live with the fact that that guy caused the problem, and he he's been adamant that there's a clear divide. The divide still exists, and the reason the divide happened is is still in Green Bay, and still the GM of the Packers. So a lot of strategy here towards this uh, breakup between. Because he
3: probably, probably knows that that Aaron Love Jordan Love isn't going to play well. Oh geez. So the first Come opportunity. On. So the first opportunity that the fans see that Jordan Love was not the answer. You know, he's not putting it on Jordan right. Love. He's putting it on He's putting it on Gunakuns. Right. So there you go. A- and, and everybody going to be calling for his head to be on a platter.
1: A- and let me tell you something right now. If, if you are a degenerate gambler, if you are one of those people that likes to take a look into the future and see what could possibly happen, any time Jordan Love has a bad game that takes place before Aaron Rodgers plays that week, whether it's earlier in the day a different day altogether and rogers is playing in prime time watch for rogers to completely ball out because he knows that's an opportunity for everybody to do the comp game hey what did the other guy do what what did what did the person who replaced me do oh he played like crap watch this i'm gonna go out and throw four or five touchdowns and throw for 480. Like, that's, that's that's where this could head this upcoming season. This is going to be a lot of fun to watch. It is Two Pros and a Cup of Joe here, Fox Sports Radio. It's Lavar Arrington, Jonas Knox with you. You're going to have the usuals coming up later on here as we take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific. we got another edition of In Case You Missed It. We've also got you in or you out. Albert Breer is going to stop by. He's got some interesting details on a major move made in the NFL recently. All of that is yours here, a three-hour extravaganza on Fox Sports Radio. But... We do have ourselves somebody very unhappy about a decision made in the NFL recently, and they went all in on the league itself. That's yours next year on FSR.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs.
2: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
3: Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. All right. We're jamming. Say what? Huh? I want to jam it with you. Is this Stone Temple Pilots? we're jamming jamming no nah, man that's uncle bob right there uncle bob's that what we call him. yeah uncle bob what about
1: rohan rohan marley what about the, rohan uh, with the uh, miami hurricanes back in
3: the day what about him?
1: how about that he's still yeah. like he's uh doing music right he still does he tour
3: i think he does ro doesn't do music man he doesn't no
1: Hey Lee, can we get a fact check on that? Whether uh, Rohan Marley does music? or doesn't. He
3: does. Road doesn't do music. most doesn't positive.
1: Do music. Ro does music, man.
3: No. Yeah. A lot of them do. Most of them do, but Ro doesn't do. What do you mean he's by more most of, the, of them? He's a businessman, business mogul.
1: What do you mean by most? Entrepreneur of them? and former college football player, Rohan. Yeah. So he's go. never. So he's never picked up a guitar or done karaoke. That. Counts. Well, no. He
3: he has played the drums. Now he has played the drums. He is a really good drummer. People don't know that about him, but he is a really, really dope drummer. Um, but he's not he's not like an artist like Steve or, or Junior Gong, you know. Yeah. Damien, you I know. Hear you, man. Julian, Juju. I've
2: seen him featured in a couple uh couple singles here.
3: Well, you've seen him featured in a couple singles. <laughs> of course you yeah, have. Of course I mean he he has. he's 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 got famous connections, fam- famous ties. You know, by the way, Lauren Lee.
1: Hill. By the way, yeah, Lee, Lee way to out your algorithm on the
3: air. That's yeah, right. <laughs> he totally went for that.
1: Way to totally down was down.
3: in on that. You've
1: seen my algorithm. Um, it, yes, yes. Oh I my, am.
3: Go- oh my gosh. <laughs> he's not an artist, but he's made features.
1: <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, <laughs> poor, two pros, Lauren Hill. <laughs> it is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Forget Sports Ziggy Radio. Um, by the way, coming up in we'll call. Call it a little over about 15 minutes from now there's a story in the world of football that might be one of the most outrageous decisions i've heard in a long time a hmm. long time and an unhealthy one. Mm, so we'll get into that for you a little over 15 minutes from now. I will say this, the one thing about Rohan Marley when he was playing at Miami, he used to fly around on that natural grass, man. Like he was flying on that field. Was he
3: flying around yes, he on that natural, gas? <laughs> that, that natural grass? That getting natural grass, I mean, right. yeah. I mean, well, I mean, what type of natural grass are you really talking about, Jodas? Because I just got to be honest with you. <laughs> i
1: mean mean, i'm talking about that pennington
3: oh that's what you're talking about right there all right well let's talk about that all right so listen when you're talking about natural grass all right my people at at pennington wow here we go My, my, my microphone went out a little bit all right so yeah my people at pennington uh well they want to do away with natural grass, you know, or excuse me, they want to do away with turf on football fields because, well, natural grass is better on your, your body. It's better on your joints. There's less injuries. I mean, 32% more non-contact knee injuries have taken place on artificial turf. So American Grass Seed Company, Pennington, is uh, they're on a mission to ban turf fields with their flip the the turf hashtag flip the turf movement. Uh, So go to pennington.com slash flip the turf now to learn more and sign the petition for teams to, well, hashtag flip the turf to real grass you came at me kind of early there bro I was, uh, you, I mean, you caught me you know my pants was around my ankles kind of sort of right. there man i you know i ain't know you know i, I, mean, I hate when that happens. thought you you hit me later in the segments well, with listen. with that setup you I mean, know
1: I, I apologize
3: that's on it's me no it's no worries man i had my face in ig and you, you know you hit me with natural grass <laughs> look at, I, at lee's algorithm know? Yeah, you came at me kind of early because, you know, when I shot it out there early a few weeks ago, y'all were like, oh, we needed to do it later in the segment. So my bad. I'll be ready for you next time. Blame Lee. Um, So,
1: you know, we were talking about this new NFL kickoff rule, whether you can fair catch it, and it goes up to the 25. Basically what they're doing is they're trying to limit the number of returns because the NFL is all about player safety. And we were waiting for somebody who's actually going to be impacted from a playing standpoint to really discuss this stuff hmm. and so step right up matthew slater all pro for the patriots been to like a gazillion pro bowls yep. special team stud yep. one of the one of the long tenured new england patriots he's got to be the longest tenured patriot there i think the only guy that's been there longer than him are bob Kraft and bill belichick at this point <laughs> okay. but matthew slater decided to share his thoughts on this new fair catch rule when it came to the kickoff in the NFL. Let's take a listen.
2: I just don't believe that this is truly in the name of player health and safety. What I what I do believe is we want to portray ourselves a certain way to the public, to you guys, that says we care about the players. But I can give you a long list of examples, and I've been around this game for almost 40 years. I can give you a long list of examples where the league and the powers that be do not act in the best interest of the players. If we're really concerned with player safety and health, let's talk about some of the real issues that are going to impact player safety and health. Let's not, let's not talk about a play where 90, over 99% of the time when the ball
1: is kicked off is injury free. How about Matthew Slater calling it like it is? And I'm, I'm glad he did it, and here's why. Because the NFL is portraying this whole, we're about concussions, we've run the numbers, the percentages are going to go down if guys keep returning kicks, and this is for the betterment of the game. But don't worry, it's just here for a year. And Albert Breer's got some interesting comments on just sort of how this rule got made because Roger Goodell was really pushing for it. Yet you got somebody who's involved in the play, and yes, he's got a vested interest because this does impact what's a big responsibility for him, who's saying – Look, there are realities to this game, and if you really care about player safety, what about all these other things, short weeks, Thursday nights, so on and so forth – I don't recall Tua suffering his concussion on a kickoff return. I don't recall Kenny Pickett suffering one of his two concussions returning kicks. And Matthew Slater simply pointing out the hypocrisy in the NFL. And it's about time the NFL gets called out for it. And the best part is, it's probably not going to matter because the NFL is just going to continue to do what they do because the NFL PA agreed to a new collective bargaining agreement and it's going to last for another eight years. So there's
3: that fun stuff. So he said, what 99% of injuries, what on on, on special teams.
1: He said 99% of the results of the play, 99% of the time don't result in an injury.
3: Yeah, see, I don't know all of the statistics on on all of that, but <sighs> and I understand where he's coming from 100% because that is his specialty and that is what he has has built his his reputation his career on. And he's probably 100% or close to 100% accurate that this isn't just player safety driven in the best interest of the players. He's probably close to 100% correct in the fact that this is for public perception of player safety because of how much the, the NFL has come under attack since CTE has hit the scene. But... Let's be real here, man. It 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 isn't very many in in the in the total reps of a game. Special teams aren't special teams aren't of a very large part of of the reps of a game, and and so. But to say ninety nine percent of the plays don't in an in injury, I, I mean. I don't know. There's a lot. There's a there's a few things there. You know, how many of those injuries are reported? How 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 do we know if the injury took place on that play? I mean, there's a lot of discussion points, debatable discussion points on on that statement, because I would say I would be more than comfortable saying the most dangerous play in football is the kickoff. It, it, don't you One think? of the most dangerous plays is the punt return. Like, it's just da- – those are the two, probably the two singular most dangerous plays in football.
1: Like, I think the part that is confusing to me is – so the NFL, like they're taking the strategy out of the play because what teams started to figure out is if we kick it out of the end zone, teams can bring it out. It's going to go to the 25. But if we kick it to like – the four or the three, then they've got to bring it out and and we can get our coverage team down there if we pop the kick, kick up. And we were talking about this last week. If you're so concerned about that, why don't you just kick it out of the end zone? It, it feels like you're not giving teams an option to use strategy at this point. And, yes, the strategy comes with a certain amount of risk, but there's risk on every play. To your point on the, on the punt return, how many times do you see – not only at the NFL level, but college or high school, maybe the most violent hit in the world is the peel-back block where a guy like the long snapper is going down to make a play on the kick and he turns back yeah. around and gets a Rydell in his chin. I like,
3: mean, and people become famous. Like Ray Lewis and Ed Reed yeah. <laughs> are, like, lauded and praised for doing that, you know, in, in, in Baltimore. Right. Yeah. It's it's crazy because we we have – So many players that are celebrated, that are in the Hall of Fame, that that have been, you know, celebrated for how physical and how violent they played, the violent life of Sam Huff. Dick Buckus was known as a violent, nasty football player. You know, mean Joe Green, Deacon Jones. You're talking about the baseline. Ray Nitschke. Come on. Like you're 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 talking about a a tradition that was built on the foundation of pure violence, pure violence. And and I almost to me, I almost feel like I always called the NFL microcosm, a microcosm of of regular society. 100 percent you can you can see you can kind of see and gauge what's going on with regular society <laughs> if you're a football fan just by everything that's taking place you know okay there was no more there was no more campaign all right there was a big push on domestic violence where's that at i mean i know no more is still around and there's still domestic violence but where is the campaign okay then you get black lives matter and you have the whole uh, you know, the whole George Floyd situation and the, the just the, the the unrest in 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 black communities around the country. Right. Uh, then you're talking about you're talking about all of this, you know, all of this, you know, social justice things taking place. You can figure out what's going on with our society. By paying attention to w- what's going on with the NFL.
1: Are you saying that our society is getting a little bit soft?
3: Um, that would be my implication. <laughs> Look at our obesity level. Look at how many people are becoming uh, f- you know, first responders and service members. You can't get people out of basic training because they're too freaking fat and out of shape and lazy. Um yeah, I, I I think it is a microcosm of what our society is becoming. Safe.
1: By the way, you to, to your point, I've and heard some, soft. I've I've heard some of the numbers on basic training like it's it's staggering. Bro, they're running out of people.
3: It's staggering. Yeah, like it's it's, staggering. it's a
1: problem that doesn't get talked about a lot. They're running out of people and healthy bodies. Yeah. To, to take over and, and defend the country it's it's not a not a good spot to be in um it's two pros and a cup of Joe and coming up next you talk about an outrageous and unhealthy story in the world of football It's yours right here on FSR
0: Be sure to catch live editions of two pros in a cup of Joe with Brady Quinn Lavar errington and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m eastern 3 a.m Pacific.
1: Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at oreillyauto.com 2pros. That's oreillyauto.com 2pros.
2: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury
1: Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, Lavar Arrington, Jonas Knox with you here. Coming up top of next hour, about 10 minutes from now, from the TireRack.com studios, we are going to have a discussion about one quarterback in the NFL that continues to slip way down the list of starters in the league. Again, that's yours a little over 10 minutes from now. Before we get to another edition of In Case You Missed It, though, I want to let you know we are brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place, Bundle and save at Progressive.com.
0: Sometimes you can't get to everything in the world of sports or entertainment. Good thing the guys are here to bring you. In case
1: you missed it. And for that, we turn it over to our executive producer, Lee d d d d d d d d d d d d d d d d
2: d d d d d d d d d d much-beloved Cheez-It Bowl, which we talk about often on the yes. show, is no more. It is now being transformed, transferred over to the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Oh, wow. What a disgrace. Pop-Tarts? What a what an absolute disgrace. I never liked Pop-Tarts.
3: Um, I like the brown sugar dips. Oh. I like the strawberry dips. Do you go microwave or do you go toaster. Toaster? toaster? You do
1: toaster every time? Yeah, man. I don't know. I feel like microwaves
3: are more consistent. Cook on a pop tart. I think toaster strudel would have been better, though.
2: I did a science fair project on the flammability of different types of
1: types of pop tarts.
2: Hmm. What'd you find out? The frosted are much more flammable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well what gave it away, Lee? <laughs> what what did you What did you think was gonna happen? What a dumb science project. Uh, whatever. Did you get an A? Did you pass? Of course. Yeah. So that's all the matters. Oh, there you go. Uh, by the way, would anybody argue? that pop tarts are a better snack at a store than cheese it's like i don't like if anybody's traveling and they're going on a road trip
3: like who's I, i'd rather cheese it's
1: yeah 100 percent. like who yeah. who goes oh give me a pop tart so i can well, get all pop tart is just
3: considered like breakfast food i think the better comp would be like i said you know toaster strudels yeah
1: Or, like, a a
3: cheese. Cheese would would fall in the category where it would have to compete against, like, you know, chips and stuff like that. I would assume.
1: For me personally, I've always thought Nutri Grain bars are better than Pop Tarts.
3: That's how Uh, I feel. I like strawberry dips with the Nutri Grain -Grain bars. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. uh, I I don't know.
1: When's the last time you ate a Pop Tart, Laura? Uh, it's been a while. Like, I think I might have been 11 last time I ate a pop tart.
3: I don't. I, don't, I, I can't recall, but not, not I even. know the last one I had was probably a brown sugar dip. You know, we still have we have pop tarts in here. My my oldest daughter loves brown sugar pop tarts. Oh,
1: interesting. So. More than strawberry, yeah. huh?
3: Yeah. Oh. Yep. Fascinating. Definitely. uh What else we got, Lee? Go <laughs> Definitely. Guys,
2: another uh, revolutionary move in the world of college football. LSU is introducing the new air-conditioned helmet. They've uh, partnered up with a company called Tiger Air, making them some cool
1: cats. Man, about Brian Kelly, just breaking out all the stops. guy got a brand new accent, and now they got air-conditioned helmets. <laughs> How's this? Me work? and my family. Like, how does this work? We part?
3: ain't done yet. We're going to get some
1: air-conditioned helmets. Have you ever heard of an air-conditioned helmet? Is this a new thing, Labar? Is no. This...
3: I never heard of it. Yeah. Come on, man. Good for a cool head, though. Good for them.
1: You got a face mask. I mean, you really need air conditioning? It's <laughs> <laughs> a problem?
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search
2: FSR to listen live. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.